0: say thank you so much for talking to us here at BT Sport. You seem very calm and in good spirits during the press conference. Just, where's your mindset at right now? With you know, a few weeks now to go.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm very calm. You know, I'm, I'm like like what you're sensing. That's what I'm going through. That's what I'm feeling. I'm I'm so happy in my life at this point in time, and I don't think people really. I don't. You know, if you've never been like fully happy, you you won't understand.
0: Well, they say a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter, but you're calm. But one thing that riled you up a little bit, or is, I don't know, maybe amused you a little bit during the press conference, was when Tyson Fury said he'd visualize knocking you out in the second round. Mm. And you're all for people believing, th- uh, you know, visualizing, but you said you didn't believe it. Why didn't you believe that he, I, he believes that?
1: I don't, because I feel his energy. I have a sixth sense. You know, I can feel bio or energy sometimes, emotion. You know, I'm very powerful. My mind is very powerful. We are powerful as human beings. I can't go in and, and, and say, nah, you, you, didn't, you didn't see that, because I don't know that, you know what I'm saying? If he, if he saw that, it's not just here just to talk, like I said, for jokes and games and stuff, if he really saw that, then the key to unlocking that is the belief. Now, that's going to be the hard part. Belief you- is simple, but to be able to unlock the belief, to really believe that you can do that, that's the task. And I don't think he believed he can do that. When the last time he knocked someone out well, at you, the top level? Well,
0: you obviously, obviously believe that you'll get the knockout this time as well. But one thing I wanted to ask you: when you've delivered your hardest punch, you've knocked someone to the canvas the way you did with him, and he rises. Mm-hmm. And you—is there something that's slightly disheartening? We, we all remember that side glance that you had. You know, you couldn't believe, like mm-hmm. none of us could believe that he actually got up. Correct. Did you go away and think, how do I keep that man down next time?
1: No, I will just do what I did the first time. You know, I understand the 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 science of the body i understand the head is not meant to be hit in the first place so as we praise him for getting up health wise the is don't do that no more they don't want your mind your body don't want to go through that trauma to the face brain shaking and you going down unconsciously not knowing how you got up not knowing what's going on. All you see is a man in a, go here, go here counting your face, that's scary. If you close your eyes right now and you visualize yourself just getting hit, just your mind is just in a delusion, your mind is gone somewhere. You don't know where it's at. It's, it's, it's somewhere, it's back what you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just imagine your mind going back, you know, you're thinking you, what, what, what you did yesterday, you, you're, you're interacting with what you did yesterday, but you're actually in a fight, and then when you wake up, things come to senses you in an actual fight, you know what I'm saying? Now you get back to yourself. It's unhealthy, you know.
0: So the fight was obviously a controversial decision mm-hmm. with many people thinking that Tyson did actually get the, the win on, on points. Do you still maintain that you believe it was yourself still that got the win?
1: Oh, most definitely, yeah. hands down. So what have you it got to do expensive. differently this time? Be more patient. Okay. i gotta I got to be more patient. i got to settle in, you know, um, with my energy. I was so excited at that moment in time, you know, because people don't understand over here boxing is not our first nor our second nature sport and we we have so many different distractions over here so many different other sports that people have interest in that it takes away sometimes you know what I'm saying and when you are especially a fighter because this is this is what I do I'm a fighter I'm a, I'm a heavyweight champion of the world but when when people didn't know who was the heavyweight champion of the world for 10 years and you the one coming back and trying to build that for your country you already know it's a hard task coming in in the first place
0: and lots of people talking in the press and I think we all get this sense that like heavyweight boxing is back on the map mm-hmm. and yourself and Tyson Fury have, have made that happen after you had that first fight do you, has it sunk in that you were part of one of the greatest fights in history arguably one of the greatest fights in history and you get a chance to do it again
1: yeah it sunk in yeah you know it was uh, it was it always be a memorable moment for me, uh, even for my kids, you know, even my two-year-olds would tell them, bang, bang. They'll say, bang, my daughter told her mother, w cause they like all my kids is gonna be at this fight this time, or at least planning on it. And my two-year-olds said, Mama, I wanna go see daddy bang bang. They'll <laughs> 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 yeah, put the gloves on, they'll yeah, hit the back. I wanna see daddy bang bang. And it kinda it kinda like it kinda like shocked her that she understood. What was going on? Although they put the gloves on and stuff, but hey, she want to see Daddy Bang Bang, you know. And um, you know, it's, it's 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 just a great feeling, just to, just to be right here, you know, to have that first one, and it was a, a, a success. And the second one, uh, ultimate success time, they put the tickets out. It was like going like crazy, you know. And um, just to to make history again, you know, it's it's it's, it's going to be remarkable because boxing, especially in the heavyweight division, have came. A very long way and that's the most like that's why I'm enjoying it so much and uh, I, I put so much pride into it you know not only just like enduring all the benefits and rewards that comes outside of the ring but also enduring you know and enjoying the surrounding of box I love seeing you guys I love seeing you know people you know come in and surround boxing and, and, and enjoy and 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 respect the sport or something that I do each and every day. It's a it's a lovely feeling.
0: Well, Tyson's given his prediction. Second round. Can you yeah. look down the barrel and give us your prediction and a message for Tyson Fury to the well, BT fans?
1: Well, hey, I'm gonna admit I've never been good with predictions, you know. Um, but uh, you know me, like the last time, don't blink. Just don't blink. Don't don't prepare yourself. Go to the bathroom. Get all the, all your, your food and uh, everything you arranged for this fight. Make sure you be there. Get there on time as well, too, because this is a fight that you don't want to miss, and you know he's facing the most dangerous fight in the world, the hardest-hitting fighter in boxing history, period. In one blink of an eye, see, you missed it.
0: Tyson, so good to talk to you here at BT Sport. And first thing I've got to ask you is about this fantastic suit. We were just talking about it off oh, camera. Talk about the inspiration and the design behind this.
2: It's all me. It's all me. Uh, Gypsy King all over it. All championship fights, uh, big title wins and stuff. So it was uh, quite a suit to bring out for the City of Angels.
0: Absolutely. It really is here in Los Angeles. And you've made it quite clear you want the knockout. How do you knock out Deontay Wilder?
2: Very simple. Hit him in the face enough times mm. and he will fall. Yeah. That's the plan.
0: We all talk about Devontae being the one that has the biggest knockout power in the heavyweight division, but have you seen him, or have you delivered him? You feel yourself a, a knock, a, a hit worthy of knocking him out.
2: Plenty, 20 of them, in fact. I've had 20 knockouts out, 29 wins. Um, so I'm more than capable of knocking Deontay Wilder out. Like I said before in press conference, I could have knocked him out last time, but I didn't have the fitness mm-hmm. due to the three years out of the ring. Uh, this time's different. Um, it's going to be a fantastic night of boxing.
0: And what do you do in training to work on that knockout power? I mean, you say that you're fitter, you're stronger
2: now, but what yeah. else to ensure that that happens? It's all practice. Repetition, repetition. Um, what you practice is what you'll do on the night, and I'm practicing knocking people out. It's been a lot of guys been chinned in the gym already, sending a lot of sparring partners in and out, in and out, in and out. But, you know, just got to keep going, keep going, keep looking for that right hand, keep looking for that right hand, and let it go, let it go, let it go.
0: This press conference is always exciting because you get a chance to face one another. And at the beginning of the press conference, you were talking, talking, talking to each other. And what was said that we didn't hear?
2: Um, Just banter between us, really. Just the same kind of stuff going on, what you heard on the thing. He thinks I'm terrified and I'm "I'm quaking in my boots, that sort of stuff. I think he's kind of deluding himself, thinks that I'm afraid of him or whatever reason. Um, what else is he going to say? Let's face facts. He, he, he's got the big right hand. He's a knockout artist. He's got to say something to sell the fight and make people interested in his abilities. It is what it is. I'm, uh, I'm here and I'm willing to uh, put the display on.
0: And you gave Wilder credit in saying that obviously you need the skill to set up that right hand. Yes, you know, it doesn't sure. just come from nowhere. Yeah. When you face someone once before and you get that rematch and you learn yeah. something about them from feeling their power as you did, you know, what, what do you do differently?
2: I don't think I need to do anything differently. I boxed him comfortably before. But like I said, I'm not looking for a boxing decision this time. I'm actually looking to knock him out. So it's going to be a different fight. You saw me on my feet last time dancing around and making a mug of Deontay Wilder. This time I'm going to make a mug of him by knocking him to his ass a few times.
0: We're talking about knocking people to their ass if you like. Let's talk about the WWE and the fun yes, you had there, fantastic. as well as a little bit of UFC training. But start with WWE. And he yes. was joking, saying you need a second career, et yes, But yes, I do. do you
2: see I that in your think future? I can never have enough careers and enough for options. Uh, yeah, I have plenty of options. And um, I know the door's been left open on WWE. Um, WrestleMania's coming up in April. Um, after a bit wilder, I'll be looking to make an entrance to that. And I know BT have just signed a new deal (laughs) with WWE.
0: It's all exciting stuff. But from WWE to UFC, we know you did some training with Darren Till. UFC worldweight now middleweight Darren Till. Do you see yourself venturing into that world at some point?
2: Yeah, 100%. I would like a crossover fight versus their heavyweight champion with a twist. So maybe it's going to be in a boxing ring with MMA gloves on. Or maybe it's in an octagon with boxing rules. So who knows, we haven't really talked about that. One fight at a time, Deontay Wilder to deal with first. But then there's many, many options available.
0: And sticking within boxing, we would be remiss not to talk about Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Your thoughts on his previous performance and if you see yourself in the ring with him at any point soon?
2: Um, I thought he'd done really well in his last fight. He'd done what he had to do to win, um, regained his belts, and it's on to the next one for him. Do I see myself fighting him any time soon? No, because I've got Wilder and other things happening. But hopefully I'll be in the ring with him very soon.
0: Does all this kind of UFC, WWE, the Christmas single with Robbie Williams?
2: Does all of, of the autobiography? <laughs> don't forget that. Autobiography. Chippy King behind the mask.
0: Love it. But does any of it distract, or do you thrive on having these sort of extra activities and focuses going on well, around you?
2: It keeps me really busy. Um, I'm the type of person who needs to keep busy in my life, or else I go off like off thinking straight. Uh, I need to keep focused and keep busy and keep active on all these different ventures to keep me in, in motion.
0: One thing i want to mention before i let you go is you know how vocal you've been about suffering with depression and mental health you know we talked to the press conference about being on the joe rogan show and you know i feel like you've really won the hearts of the americans especially but the public in general is that something that going forward is important to you to keep sort of sharing that message and i I hear as well online about the help that you've given in other individuals suffering
2: that's correct i'm never going to shut up about it so all those people who are sick of hearing me (laughs) is you better get used to it um it's something that i'll carry with me for the rest of my life um, an ambassador for the Frank Bruno Foundation as well, Um, got a lot of good things coming up um, for the mental health uh, scene this year as well.
0: Lovely. And last thing, can you look down the barrel and give a message to Deont- Deontay Wild- Wilder from yourself here at BT Sport, head of the fight on the twenty-second of February?
2: One hundred percent. Deontay Wilder. I'm gonna knock you out. Boom.
3: How about this, people? A bit of Croatian heavyweight beef. Alan Babic, who is a free and all. A heavyweight prospect has verbally blasted his countryman Philip Hergovich over the rumors that the former Olympian is considering the possibility of competing at the Tokyo 2020 games. Now, I'm not in favor of professionals going back into the amateurs, but I understand that with the Eastern Europeans, because they hold amateur titles, particularly the Olympics in such high regard, there is far more of an interest from them to go back into the amateurs, particularly competing in the Olympics, than there is professionals from other parts of the world. And I've you know, spoken about this in uh, other videos in terms of how highly Eastern European fighters tend to hold amateur titles and amateur champions and all that kind of business. I mean, even Klitschko a few years ago was contemplating Competing in the amateurs, you know, he he wanted to be able to compete in the amateurs And he was a guy with what at the time 60 fights or 50 fights or something as a pro So this is something that a lot of Eastern European fighters seem to want to do But Alan Babich has, as I say, blasted his countrymen So let me quote Alan Babich here Some of you may know Alan Babich because he's been signed by Dylan White Dylan White manages him He said, Hergovich is a big bully He's just another bully in my country. I work as a doorman for 10 years and I know how to deal with bullies. Nobody had the guts to tell him. So I tell him and the whole public and everybody stood up. You have two Olympic trials, two tournaments, and he wanted nobody to go to the first tournament and he'll go to the second. We have another fighter who is in the last four years, won a medal in the European championships, who has fought in the world championships. He fought the best guys at amateur who is Hergovich to tell him, you can't go anywhere. You're fighting bums as a pro, and he's fighting world-class heavyweights at the amateurs. He doesn't want to give him a chance. He thinks everybody is afraid of him, but nobody is afraid of him. And of course, he's asked whether he would step in a ring with Hergovich, and he says, of course, I would fight him tomorrow. I work as a doorman, and I sparred him the day after. Uh, every time after a night shift, I sparred with Hergovic. Of course, I will fight him. He said, I'm just an ordinary doorman. What does that mean? He just wants to discredit me. I came up the tough way, and he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. I did it all by myself. So, very interesting. Some <laughs> Croatian heavyweight beef here. You don't get that many heavyweights these days out of Croatia. Back in the days, there was a a few decent Croatian fighters. I remember one guy who fought Lennox Lewis called Zelko Mavrovic, and he was actually really good. He after after losing to Lewis, he ended up with some kind of illness and he lost loads of weight. And because of that, he was no longer able to continue his professional boxing career. But Zelko Mavrovic was pretty good. I remember when he was on the way up, he knocked out Clifton Mitchell. And, you know, beat a a few of the British heavyweights at the time. And he actually gave Lennox Lewis a decent fight. He lost on points, but he gave him a decent fight. So, there, there have been some decent Croatian fighters over the years, but not for a long time in terms of heavyweights. But Filip Hergovic is looking to buck that trend and make his assault at world level. But he's also, according to rumors, looking to compete in the 2020 Olympics. Now selfishly, I wouldn't want him to do that because I'd rather see him in meaningful professional fights rather than going back into amateur boxing. That's what I would rather see. But let me know what you guys think. Do you mind professionals competing in the Olympics? I know some professional recently or well, over the past couple of years went back into amateur boxing and then didn't do very well. But we're talking about Levels when it comes to professionals. Obviously, Hergovich hasn't been professional for very long. Uh, he's, you know, 10 and 0, 8 KOs, and he hasn't been competing at a particularly high level. So, is there much difference in his fighting ability now than there was when he was actually still an amateur? Maybe not. It, will, it, might, it may be a bit different if he was a 25 and 0 heavyweight who'd fought loads of world level opposition. But as it is, He's relatively inexperienced as a pro. So let me know what you think about that. And let me know what you think about the potential showdown with Alan Babich. I know some people are going to, because people are cynical, they're going to say that this is some contrived beef. That there is no issue between the two of them. They're probably friends. But since they're both with Matchroom, right? (laughs) They are, are starting some fake beef. And it's a way to build up a fight between the pair of them maybe sell a few tickets on a Dylan White undercard or, you know, who knows, an Anthony Joshua undercard. Let me know what you think in the comment section below uh, about this rivalry and about all the issues that it raises. And I've only actually seen Babich fight once and it was pretty poor footage. I believe it was one of his undercard fights against, uh, excuse me, one of his under undercard fights on a Dylan White undercard against some journeymen. So to me, he looked fairly basic i have to be honest but dylan white says he's very tough and he always comes to bring the pain so uh, he's, he's, he's actually very small as well babich i think he's only like barely over 200 pounds maybe 210 pounds small guy hergovich obviously a very big guy 200 and what 40 pounds plus so yeah let me know what you think about it people it's happening i'm out join me on patreon i upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about two pounds a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalog of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the app store for free the patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in mp3 for less than the price of a cup of coffee you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content it's easy to sign up there's no contract and you can cancel at any time so come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on patreon today
4: Whenever you have a meeting with Dillian White, it's quite scary. Uh, today was good. We were long overdue chat. Obviously, last year was just a crazy year for Dillian White of, of ups and downs. Um, you know, two fights. The last one happening late on in the year. Uh, a good win against Oscar Rivas, but everything that came with it was you know horrendous for Dillian White and and his career. Some people are going to pay the price for that. That's another story. Um, But now he can focus on an exciting 2020 and having some fun. You know, he tweeted the other day saying that he's ready to get violent again. I like the violent Dillian White, just not in my office. But I think that's what people come to expect. People love Dillian White because he comes to fight all the time. And I think sometimes things can happen that just take the wind out of you. And you can lose a little bit of that killer instinct and that spark. And I think that's back now. And he can enjoy himself and be that guy again in 2020. And today was about... Not just about the next fight, but about mapping out the year, you know, the famous 800 days with the WBC, making sure that we go back to Maurizio and, and get this set in stone about how is this working from here? Because it's all very well Dillian White having the, the name and the credibility and the respect of fighting anyone and oh he'll fight anyone. He's always in entertaining fights. He wants to be World Heavyweight Champion. That's the aim. That's why he's in the sport. And he deserves a shot of that.
5: Well it's that fresh start, you know, obviously, and you know, I was here the whole time, but now my mind is just clear. I'm focused. i think I'm even lighter now than I was in the night when I thought my wrist whack. You know, I'm in a much better place. Everything just the way I look, the way I speak, everything is much different is different, you know what I mean? Because, you know, um it was it was a bad situation. It was it was hell, but you know, now we're back, now going to get back to fighting, you know, who's about fighting next, I definitely want to knock him out you know I said to to my brother I said if I don't knock out the next person I fight then it don't count and I said that to him straight away I just want to get back and just start knocking people over again and I
4: think as well when you when you're talking about being as violent as Dillian White is when you've got a pink hoodie on like you know, the guy I means serious business. Do you know what I mean? Like, you imagine if I wore that, it's, it's you would have great, turned up today no, and you would have gone. No, no. What are you wearing? It's
5: kind of being secure within yourself. Is it? Of course, I'm very, nice. very. You, you, you I, I know I can fight. You think you can fight? That's the
4: Oh I no, I can't I fight. See, and but, I couldn't uh, fight because I wouldn't wear one of them. Oh no, you've seen me in the gym. Yeah, seen you that, in the gym. That was. We've got some footage that will probably never be released, which was Saudi was a great trip by the way. Not just because AJ won, but <laughs> he got back in the ring. You know, we we finally got the 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 justice from UCAD. What he mean but, is,
5: is his boyfriend won and he was over the moon. It was. Did you see look at his face? In and, AJ one. Was like, and AJ won. And AJ won. But it's like that that
4: event was good, wasn't it? We were all yeah. based in the hotel. We got some footage which was Frank Smith fighting Henry Baldwin oh from AJ's God. team. It was one of the he he reffed it. It was one of the funniest. <laughs> well, I'll say nine minutes. It was six minutes when it was probably shorter than that because I had to pull it short because both were about to have a cardiac arrest. It was just one of the, the funniest times. And we look back on that Saudi trip, with fond memories because you know it ended a, a real tough year for him. Now I said to him earlier about the Oscar yeah. Rivas fight, like he probably—I said you were sixty percent. You probably were more like forty percent in that fight. But like, what he had to go through that night, people won't really understand. And you know, I feel like the public really get behind Dillian White because he's one of those guys. If you know the Dillian White story, when he started out his career, he was having to pay for himself to go on. He never got any leg ups. There was no GB team. There was no Olympic gold medal. There was no, you know, it was just come from a background. Well, I remember like we were laughing earlier about how much he got to fight for the British title. Yeah. In fact, when I reminded him, he nearly strangled me. But that's good. That gives him that toughness because he remembers those
5: days. You know days. That was that was? Always, the plan was always to get to out the level and get to this level. So, you know, and we always worked together and said, Listen, all right, cool. The money's a bit light, but I'll take the fight for the opportunity and because I want to fight and prove to people that I'm at that level. So, you know, that's what it was. sometimes all my fights wasn't even about money. It was just get win this fight, get to that level. So it was And that's what's
4: good about dealing with you as a manager as well, with fighters, is that you realise the opportunity. Yeah. And he's prepared you know, he says to the fighter, Listen, you've got you've got to do it like to to be a standout fighter to have commercial value, to have interest from the fans, to have interest from broadcasters, you've got to do something. doesn't always have to be great, but significant. You know, so we're talking about Reactor coming out, what, 11 fights yeah. now. You know, he's beaten um, Sam Hyde. He's beaten Jack Massey. He's beaten Tommy McCarthy, which is an underrated win. He's beaten Billum Smith. You know, he's, he's going at, at run, a great rate. And you know, we are just talking about Simon Villilli against uh, his other heavyweight Fabio charge, one, Fabio yeah. Wardley. We might do that in Newcastle. Yes, yeah, in Valili's backyard. Good. Go and make a statement. That's the way you get recognised. That's the way you become a star.
5: You got to go on the And Sometimes you got to back yourself. You, go on you the know. Road, and that's you know. what I
4: like about Reactport and a lot of his fighters is that they're prepared to jump in and take risks. Just like he's done. I mean, he's taking risks, fight after fight. He's mandatory. He's the interim world champion. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Andy Ruiz. We made a big offer to this week. Alexander yeah. Povetkin. We're in negotiations with. You know, Luis Ortiz. We talked about earlier. Usyk. He wants to fight. These are these are not
5: guys that what other people. What everyone could get is everyone said Luis Ortiz is this monster. Remember when he first signed the Matchroom? room? Yeah. Remember the conversation I said, "I'll fight Luis Ortiz next," and they choose to fight Dave Allen instead mm. of fighting me. Then everyone said, "Oh, I will run away from Luis Ortiz." No, I've been trying to fight, fight Luis. Even this, when I fought Cesaro I was trying to make the Luis Ortiz fight. So mm. Remember so, that December? Yeah. Luis Ortiz didn't want it, you know. But people in boxing just. Talk there's, a, about there's a difference
4: that. between like there's a fighter that I won't say his name, but he's not he's not a heavyweight. He's a welterweight. He we come out this week and he's like. Yeah, I got offered this fight, I accepted it, but I never heard back. No, you got offered a fight, you asked for double what I offered you, and i never, never bother calling you back. So you didn't accept the fight, you priced hmm. yourself out of the fight, which is a very easy thing to do. You know, yeah. And like I said about it, uh, we made Andy Ruiz an offer. You know, it's a big seven-figure offer, but maybe he thinks it ain't the right money for him. He's entitled to do that, but it's a big fight for him to get back in the mix. Real risky fight for both. Because if Vivian yeah, loses to Andy Ruiz, his world title dreams are shattered. If Ruiz loses two on the bounce, he's not in a great position. But isn't that what you want? You know, that's what... He's said if he the, £200. Pounds. To, if he loses £200, pounds, no. oh. <laughs> If he loses lose £200, pounds, sorry. He'll yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. still be over £100, pounds, Yeah. Anyone that did not want it can get it. Anyone, you know, Ruiz would be a good one, obviously. He's just had two great fights against Joshua, fought Joseph Parker. But, um, you know, um, Povetkin's a great fighter, yeah. Olympic gold medalist, former world champion, only lost to Klitschko and Joshua. So, any one of them, any one of them, any one of those guys, you know, any one of those guys. Like I had a
4: meeting yesterday with Rob McCracken and Freddie Cunningham. I said, look, let's look at the division. Who do we want to fight? You know, we know we've got Pulev as one mandatory, Usik as another mandatory. He wants the winner of Joshua uh, Wilder against Fury. But who, who do we want to fight? The name that always comes up is Dillian White. And sometimes, the one thing that Dillian White I feel must have, certainly in the next eighteen months maximum, is a world title shot, and I'm I'm using that as a to give ourselves some leeway.
5: You stop if, saying it. No, 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 no. It's a world you've title. We've been saying well, it for a long time. Yeah, yeah I know. Gotta well, make it up now. I know.
4: But sometimes when it's right in front of you, maybe we just make the AJ fight. You know, AJ's not going to be dictated to by the belts, so maybe he bins off Pulev and Dusik and fight Dillian in the summer. Anything could happen, but I know, and I think I believe Dillian believes this as well. AJ wants to fight Dillian, and I know Dillian wants to fight AJ. So, you know, you'd hope that you would get to a situation where, and that would be a like the country would stop for that fight. That's an epic fight because we were talking about the first fight today. Remember, mm. Stormzy was in the ring. <laughs> out. You had these two <laughs> with now, the history, you know, the amateur had, fight. We all
5: built each other's career, though. Even Stormzy um, come out of it good. Oh. We all come out of it good, you know, but. It's a great thing about boxing, man. When you have a good, solid, heavyweight rivalry, it's nothing, com- it's nothing compared to anything else A good. It's
4: mad, though, it, you two. I remember the first press conference, like, there was, it was, there was such a chilling energy between you two, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now you've kind of both grown up at the same time in the same division. It's weird, like, like would well, we he, see he, the beef?
5: You just keep giving him opportunities than me. Oh,
4: come on, come on. But would there what be the beef? no no We with him I mean it's like no, no, because of course. it's weird listen, because listen. I'm sitting here i thinking I want the beef listen, but I know he respects you and it, I know it, you it, respect him be, and it's like
5: it, we we'll always have that, that, that um, animosity we we'll always just be we can be cool mm. you know what I mean if I see him fight, if I see him faint on the road I'll, I'll stop my car and help him up <laughs> but, but but, 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 if, if we're fighting yeah. then I run him over
4: but it never used to be like that did it
5: no, no, no. I, well, right. you know, no, I think when you
4: were when you were both younger and you were both a little bit
5: I'm not spiteful, but I don't think there was the same. I'm not sure no, you would have picked it, him up it's, it's, it, You know back what? Then I'm, I'm not. I'm not evil person person. I will help anyone. You know, but if you you're know. in my way, then I run you over. You know, in boxing,
4: Marvin Hagler said it's very hard to get up and do your hill sprints when you're wearing silk pajamas.
5: I, I don't want nothing silk. I know.
4: Joshua does. But what I'm saying is, is. Are you still as hungry? you still have that edge? I've seen
5: because, a big my stomach is. Yeah, but... I'm always hungry. I'm talking about
4: that. Like, you were... When when I first met you, you were, like, just fucking ready to go. Like... I, mean, I, don't know, is, pink, is, I don't believe you would have worn a pink... I don't believe you would have
5: worn a pink hoodie I would. four years ago. You know what? Is, I just become more tolerant of you over the years. That's all. <laughs> I still feel the same way about Are you. You just a bit more tolerant. Of course. Yeah. Of course, of course. Listen, you know, you save your energy for the right things. You know, mm. when it's on... It's on. The minute I get a call, we got a date, we got an opponent. It's on. There's no point just wasting energy and spilling energy there, spilling it here, spilling it there. I got too much things going on in my life, man, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to build things and secure the bag. So. Do you, do you remember when we had that first meeting?
4: Yeah. And you made me drive to Brixton. Is that
5: is, that, is you see? You're a bitter person. because You're still upset about that. You bring it up so many years. Later, so, you still bring it up. So
4: we, we 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 really wanted to make the AJ fight. And I just remember, I said, look, where are you? I'll come, I said, I know you live over in Britain. I'll just drive over there. So I've driven over, we met in this pub, haven't we? Remember? And I, I was sitting in this beer garden. He was terrified. In the pub, right? And he's like an hour late, right? And I'm just sitting there on my own. And everyone's should, looking at me thinking, who is this geezer? I should, I should, should have robbed you, be, you back then, actually. I think you probably did at the time. Oh, no, no, I I'm probably not. should I have robbed you I should have taken
5: your oh, watch, actually. <laughs> I didn't have a nice watch the boys are Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: But, no, it's good times. And I remember, I remember meeting you there obviously went to make the Joshua fight. And then from there, it's been amazing. You know, the, the fights that he's been in, the, the entertainment that he's given the British public. I just want to get him a shot now at the world title. But also, at the same time, setting out a schedule to, to progress him as a fighter, to make sure he gets paid. And for me, 2020 looks like end of March or April. Yeah. Then the summer, I'd like him to box in the US and then finish that with a big, big fight in the winter. In the I March will
5: be good. Yeah. You know, early April, good. So let's see if I can get up three times this year, then I'll be more than over the moon. Watch this, space. While uh, He says he's the best one face, one champion, all this crap and stuff, but and then he got me just an average guy out here waiting 800 days, you know, and the organization's allowing me to do it as well. You know, it's, 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 embarrassing and people should, every we people seem they should shame him, you know.
4: I think as well from our point of view with the WBC is we've been with him so long. We've shown yeah. so much loyalty that to take the U-turn now, like people mm-hmm. keep saying, well, why don't you just vacate the WBC interim world title? Like he's given up opportunities in other governing bodies. He could have been mandatory with the WBO. You know, the IBF took him out of the rankings. You know, other people take him out of the rankings because he's won an interim title. So that's the frustrating thing is that you know, we know sometimes politics of boxing gets involved, but when, it's, but when other opportunities have been taken away from you because you've shown mm. loyalty to one organisation, we feel like we're not even, even asking for a favour. You know what I mean? We're just saying, yeah, just do, do what everybody else should get. you. get. Know, I've the problem taken is risk when, and risk When, and when, risk when risk. someone wants to protect a champion, you know, you're not seeing the IBF and WBO now protecting Joshua. No. They're saying, you've got to fight Pulev. You've the, got to fight. Let's ship
5: Fury straight away, as Exactly. Let's ship Fury.
4: I'd be shipped him straight away. So, you know, and, and some things you agree with, but again, we're not after any favours. We just want to sit down and, and part of this meeting was to say, I need to sit down with Rich Suleiman and say, show me the path. Because oh. this is getting ridiculous. Now it's going to be over a thousand days by the time uh, Fury and Wilder fight the first time. You know, and we understand they've got a rematch ball. So we just got to know what is happening for Dillian White. Don't care about Wilder, don't care about Fury. What is happening with Dillian White? Right. And he showed immense loyalty to the WBC and all we asked is that we're respected.
5: I think I won every one of the regional titles I mean, You won the International
4: well. Silver, WBC International, WBC Silver, the WBC Interim.
5: Yeah, I just need to so, win the, no. the, they should give me the diamond belt for my next fight. Could do. Yeah. I think the
4: Interim is you... a better, better belt. Because I know, I just need some
5: more silverware for my I know house. Do, I know you do.
4: What we said about the presser; it was really flat. Like Strange. Fury didn't, I don't know, either didn't want to be there or something ain't quite right. I mean, there was no Bob Aram. We know Frank Warren has little involvement now, but still, I would have been yeah. there, like I'm in the first plane. There was no branding. There was, I don't know, it was like, there was no energy, you know? I mean, maybe they just didn't want to do it. But listen, it's a great fight. I mean, it's an intriguing fight. I think, I think Fury might do what he says. I think he might go out there and try and knock him out. I think, you know, I don't think he's going to, he, he says he won't be herky-jerky. I think he will be. I think that's just his style. Tyson Fury but...
5: will never change his style. His style is to be cagey and elusive. You know, if he goes and try and knock Wider, like, it's not a smart idea. And he's telling him that it's stupid. He's advising him that too. We won't well, get wrong. Wilder is chinny. He can get clipped and he can get knocked over, but Fury don't need to make it 50-50 shoot early. He just needs to box him early and then try and knock him out mid, mid-fight. He can't. But if few, would say a lot of things anyway. He says a lot of things and I don't do a lot where what he says. He said, oh, I'll bang this guy out. I'm going to bang this guy out. And he can't bang anything out, you know. So let's, let's see what happens. But don't you feel like,
4: I felt like Wilder not doing the press conference for that fight was mm-hmm. an advantage to Wilder originally. But I actually felt after watching the presser that it was a big advantage for Wilder because I think at the end of it, Wilder would have been thinking, you know, like I come across, I spoke well, you know, I was a little bit chilling and Fury didn't really want to engage,
5: so... Um, I think you never know. Did you see the big chair? Yeah, you can never read into boxing. Fury's probably thinking to yourself, you know what, why am I wasting my energy with this idiot? You know, yeah, thinking, yeah. you know, boxing's a funny thing, you know, don't always believe what you see in boxing until it happens, man, so... Let's see.
3: Tyson Fury's bipolar attitude towards Anthony Joshua is nothing new. He's mostly disrespectful towards AJ, but occasionally he'll come out with these random compliments, which kind of catch people off guard. And it continues on to this day, (laughs) as Deontay Wilder would say, but I'm going to give you some examples of what I'm talking about. So big up David Jr. from my Facebook boxing group, because he posted this and it did make me laugh. Tyson Fury on Joshua. This was right after he beat Andy Ruiz in a rematch. He said, fair play to AJ. He outboxed the fella who knocked him out before. It takes a lot of guts and boxing ability. I thought he looked fantastic. I've heard the criticism. I'd rather win and stink the place out than lose in a very entertaining fight. Also Fury on Joshua, and I think this was over the past week or so. He said, I don't think it was a great performance. I think it was a hit and run shit out style coward. He needs to prove himself again. And I don't mean prove himself by running from a little fat guy all over the ring. <laughs> That's typical Fury. But another interesting thing this week is Tyson Fury was criticizing AJ, having a go at him for not turning up to spar him because AJ had offered to do it, Tyson Fury accepted. Well, AJ responded to that by saying, I'm still coming champ. Don't worry, I'm still coming to spar you. AJ's obviously got, a, you know, busy schedule of all his sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. But he says, I'm still coming to spar you. And as soon as he said that, Tyson Fury says, he's not doing any sparring to the head. So all the sparring he's doing is just body sparring because he's concerned about the cut. So if AJ does go over to spar Tyson Fury, Fury's basically saying, you can't hit me in the head, which is fair enough. Don't get it twisted. You can't, you know, be having real tough sparring with somebody hitting you in the eye. But but do you seriously think that Anthony Joshua would be afraid to go over there and body spar Tyson Fury? He's already been in the ring with Tyson Fury and sparred him when AJ was just an amateur and Tyson Fury was British champion. So look, Fury likes to be, economical with the truth. He likes to spin different narratives. There is absolutely no way that Anthony Joshua would be afraid to get in a ring in the gym or in a professional ring for a fight with Tyson Fury. (laughs) No way. I know that there's a lot of gullible and bias people out there, particularly the Deontay Wilder fans who don't know AJ like that, or they're so brainwashed or they believe what they want to believe, a combination of all of them. Who think, yeah, AJ's scared. People, please. He wouldn't have done what he's done so far in his career if he was that kind of guy. Of course, he's not scared, you know. So this is an, an interesting development here. If AJ does go over, Tyson Fury's like, no, you can't hit me in the face. It's only buddy sparring. <laughs> and remember, he said this seemingly right after AJ said, I'm still coming to spa. So make it out what you will. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. It's Hatman. I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in mp3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today. I'm sure that most of you remember this from last year. Tyson Fury said that Conor McGregor offered to train him for MMA. Just to give you a little refresher. This is a direct quote from Tyson Fury, who was speaking to RTE Radio 1. He said, I think Conor is an absolutely fantastic fighting man. He has offered to train me if I ever want to go into MMA. What better trainer could I have than the notorious Conor McGregor? I'm looking forward to coming to train with Connor. We're going to get it all planned in and I should be over in Dublin quite soon, he goes on. Well, this week, Connor McGregor has responded by saying that not only has he never offered to train Tyson Fury, but he's never met Tyson Fury. And it's even worse than that. He says he's never even spoken to Tyson Fury in his entire life. (laughs) You know, Tyson Fury, is a quality fighter as we all know but he is economical with the truth at the best of times he's a very theatrical individual and with that theatricality comes a lot of embellishment to put it mildly and look that's not to say that everything Tyson Fury says is a lie that would be virtually impossible some of the stuff he says has to be true but it just highlights how difficult it is discerning fact from fiction with Tyson Fury because he does lie so often. (laughs) And you wonder what goes through his head a lot of the time when he comes out with these tall tales. What's it really all about? Is it just part of the theatricality and the act and being over the top and pantomime-like? Is it all for entertainment value? Or is there some kind of, you know, other reason that he does this so often. What's it all about? Maybe there's different reasons for different lies. Who knows? But I know there's a lot of Tyson Fury fans out there who will defend him irrespective of what he does or says. But if you still can't see how Tyson Fury is not the most reliable individual when it comes to producing truthful statements, then you must be a fanboy extraordinaire, (laughs) okay? Because this is what Tyson Fury does. He talks a lot of rubbish a lot of the time, taking nothing away from the manager fighter, okay? But a lot of the stuff he says is pure nonsense. He's still peddling this lineal business. Yes, he is technically, well, in fact, is he even lineal champion? Some people dispute that he's even lineal champion because they would say that a new lineage was never started after Lennox Lewis retired. because And and look, there is no lineal sanctioning body which dictates the rules of this lineal champion business and how it starts. But if you go to the... I mean, who are Wikipedia to decide? But if you go to Wikipedia, they say that when a lineal champion retires at the top, the lineage is broken. And then Somebody becomes consensus champion and a new lineage starts with them. But how do you become consensus champion if you're, you're not undisputed? How could you be? Like when the Klitschkos were around, they didn't fight each other. Understandably so, they're brothers. But then you couldn't start a new lineage because there's two brothers and there's no one consensus champion. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of people would make the argument that we we still don't have a lineal champion even now. We have to have an undisputed and then we can say, okay, this person starts a new lineage and it's, you know, them who can take it forward as the so-called lineal. So some people dispute that Tyson Fury is even lineal, but if you want to say that he's lineal champion, his lineage only goes back to Vladimir Klitschko. It don't go back no further than that. It don't go back to John Elsa. He's acting like he's part of this lineage that goes all the way back to the beginning of boxing. He's not. (laughs) right his lineage starts from vladimir klitschko that's it so look he (laughs) a guy who's very economical with the truth you have to take a lot of what he says with a pinch of salt but occasionally he does say something which has some kind of value and he does say occasionally things which are true so yeah very difficult trying to sift through it with a fine tooth comb And sort fact from fiction but let me know what you guys think in the comment section below about Tyson Fury's exposure at the hands of Conor McGregor because that's what it is (laughs) you know them people who maybe when you're in school and you're part of the cool crowd and maybe they go to a different school or something they know that you're part of the cool crowd in your school they want to act like they hang around with you so they say oh yeah I know him I go here and there and that and Hang about with him and all this kind, of, all this kind of business. Somebody asks you whether you know the guy, and you're like, "Never met him a day in my life." <laughs> you know, you know them ones. That's that's kind of how Tyson Fury came across with this Conor McGregor business. Talk act to like their best pals. He never even met the guy. <laughs> Bizarre. Let me know what you guys think in the comments, people. I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week covering a wide variety of controversial topics as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app. From the google play store or the app store for free the patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in mp3 for less than the price of a cup of coffee you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content it's easy to sign up there's no contract and you can cancel at any time so come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on patreon today